Cole, where you last found yourself, uh, you had just squared off with a uh, security viroid that was trying to detain you after you broke off from uh, what was supposed to be like your little tour guide session, um, which is completely fine. Uh, you ran down uh, this uh, seemingly alien hallway that seems sort of mm, opposed to the rest of the design of this uh, base facility. Uh, and as you might recall, uh, before you broke off, there was this giant, uh, basically, power station, um, again, of alien design that you were looking at uh, before you broke off. Uh, and breaking off uh, from this tour guide, a single biroid chased you down uh, this, and the two of you got into a bit of a tussle, uh, whereupon you ultimately had to uh, retreat um, after trading some blows with this biroid. And in doing so, uh, you find, found yourself in a room where you successfully managed to hack the controls to just lock the room uh, off. And uh, you find yourself in this room with two things. One, uh, the Byroid's arm, which got severed uh, when trying to reach for you through the uh, door. And also this giant uh, fluid metallic sphere that kind of looks like ferrofluid is not actually ferrofluid um and as well as a control console before it uh this sphere is levitating a few feet off the ground and is about the size of your standard uh let's say like medicine ball today that you would use to like sit at your desk in an everyday office what do you do is there like any sort of readout that is showing data on this floating ball or something like that the floating ball is just a general sphere that is uh largely calm as far as far as things are like there's the occasional ripples throughout the surface uh but it's not showing any sort of readouts uh the console itself um seems alien design there are uh it's uh touchscreen buttons uh, but you can't tell uh, exactly what the buttons are and um, at a glance like the buttons are ever shifting like they're they're moving around very like slowly um, and don't seem to have like any general like layout uh, in this room also there there are no other apparent exits and uh, constantly in the background is just a constant beating against the door presumably the biroid uh, trying to get in let me ask this. Can I do some sort of check? Maybe like a science or xenology check to figure out what this thing is? Yes, you can. Uh, so what does that look like? Are you just, are you actively trying to play around on the console? Or are you just trying to uh, read its layout or uh, just spending a minute or two like observing it? Uh, he will probably observe it for a bit and then try to press a few buttons to see what they do. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and do a xenology check. Uh, this is a... It's going to be hard, so you're going to be rolling three purples. Alright, uh, so it looks like you rolled no successes. Uh, you do have a triumph and two advantages. Uh, what would you like to do with that? Um, maybe instead of like succeeding at actually doing what I was trying to do, the advantage is like has something to do with the robot that's trying to get in here. Maybe he short circuits or something. 
Oh, yeah, because you were, like, accidentally pushing some buttons. So maybe you activate something that uh, that hits that. Okay, yeah, so I, I can see that for, like, your triumph. Um, you still have a couple of uh, advantages. Um, I don't like uh, just being so mechanical about it, um, but I think what might be apt here is uh, one or two of those advantages can be just spent to recover some of that strain uh, that you have because you have a crap ton of strain even after making your uh, roll to recover earlier before recording um, so if you have any other ideas feel free to pitch it but that might be a good like uh, fallback for you especially since uh, you're almost exceeding your strain threshold there i'll take the strain healing would that be two yeah that would be two yeah, if, if you're just uh, recovering, using both of them to recover strain, uh, it'll just be one for one, so you'll recover two strain. Okay, uh, so uh, I think you spend like a minute observing uh, this interface. When your hand reaches out to finally like tinker with uh, with this interface, the interface finally like stops like free floating, and you realize that it was kind of pseudo, kind of like a. Uh, I guess screensaver in a way, ex except for the keyboard, if that makes sense. And so uh, the arrangement quickly like rearranges itself as you're inches away from interacting with this uh, console, and you begin to press a couple of buttons. Uh, it's very interesting. It it does feel like a uh, regular touchscreen. Um, I'll buy it. You have like a like a tiny vibration at your fingertips after you're done interacting with it, but nothing harmful. Uh, and that pounding that's just been going uh, and going uh, at the door fruitlessly uh, behind you stops after you press a couple of buttons. Uh, the lights in here flicker momentarily, uh, but uh, you can't seem to make sense of what might have specifically just happened. I meant to do that. Well... I guess it's time to leave. Okay. Um, as uh, as you're considering your exit route here, uh, we are actually going to cut over to Zed, who is in the session today. Uh, Zed, um, where we last left off with you, uh, you were in Cron World, uh, which Cole, for your reference, is our uh, totally not Tron World uh, setting. <laughs> Imagine, imagine a virtual world. Uh, before you, you see the expanse of an ocean. Uh, it, it's it's a hazy summer day. It, it it it's warm, and you see the waves, the digital wireframe waves rolling, uh, and everyone's and uh, the only transport are uh, jet skis and other. <laughs> Uh, water transportation do the jet skis uh, and, and and the jet skis are uh bright white with neon pink highlights do the jet skis have this is the cron world do they have like lines like glowing lines coming out from behind them yes yeah exactly bright pink lines <laughs> okay cool i momentarily imagine that um instead like has like these uh a dashed uh light lines and in doing so i'm also imagining uh the game of snake uh collecting up those little dots 
uh, in which case Zed is in a lot of trouble because that snake is probably going to catch up. But uh, yeah, where we last left off was Zed. Uh, Zed, you had hit a uh, an invisible wall, um, which Cole, when I say that, imagine a video game where you know you've hit the boundary of the game. It's not telling you to turn around. It's not giving you any sort of like signal. You just notice that you're not actively going anywhere despite your like little avatar in the game moving. Uh, so imagine that, Cole. Um, and so, Zed, uh, in doing so, you decided to... Uh, you, you basically created uh, this um, small, like... How do you want to phrase this? this? This AI that is a representation of you uh, in the form of a manta ray, right? Um, yes. Yes. It, well, it, it's a separate conscious I've, uh, consciousness I've created in my mind right. in the form of a manta ray. And it flew out of the water and it was heading towards the invisible wall yep and uh it it's continuing on so i think our camera follows this manta ray as it's flying out of the water uh just inches above it and we see the water like rippling behind it is this manta ray like an actual like physical representation or is it like uh, made out of lights or what does that manta ray look like I think almost everything in the Kron world looks like it's made out of lights in, in, to some degree. So there's a lot of, like, like you can almost make out the, like, wireframe of, like, the model of it. Like, you know, it's, it's all very digitized. Mm -hmm. So my question then is, what is the color of your consciousness then? What, what light, uh, what color light is representing this manta ray? Uh, orange. Orange, okay. Nice. Uh, so, in stark uh, contrast with the uh, seemingly bottomless sea below, uh, this uh, glowing orange manta ray is uh, flying, and it flies out of your um, out of your line of sight, uh, Zed, uh, until it finally disappears in what seems to be this fog in the distance. Our camera continues to follow this manta ray as it navigates this fog, and eventually uh, it, c it gets to a point, and I think, Zed, you're like remotely uh, observing this yourself through the eyes of this manta ray. Um, it gets to a point where you just see this uh, monolith up, up ahead. It is this giant uh, black sphere uh, hovering um, above the water uh, and underneath the uh, underneath the sphere uh, the water is essentially a giant whirlpool um, that seems to uh, branch out from the sphere by at least a quarter mile uh, and uh, yeah how, how do you want to navigate this okay I, so I want to try to get closer to it. So I imagine I drive my jet ski up to the wall, but I find myself being pushed back by this. Um, so uh, in order to, so uh, let, let, I'll, I'll attempt to break the rules of my own mind uh, as it were uh, and, and get around this. And based on uh, all of the video game speed runs I've watched, uh, I I think this might just work. So what I do is I take the jet ski and I lift it up into my own body, uh, which in turn uh, pushes. Which I I hope the effect it kind of has doesn't look right physically, but 
essentially, uh, Zed's sitting there, he's pulling up on the jet ski, and it's kind of lifting up out of the water, even though he shouldn't be able to lift it up while he's sitting on it. And it's kind of pushing him and dragging him against this invisible wall, and he's raising up and up out of the digital water slightly, uh, hoping to maybe find an upper limit on the invisible wall. So it's like the physics, like the in-game physics of this jet ski have collided with your model's physics. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, and so while you're doing that, uh, remind me again, what do you want to do with the manta ray approaching this uh, thing? Are you going to try a stereo way, or is it going to stay on its course? I'll have it head right for it. Okay. Um, I think what we're going to do here is... Uh, I think I already know what I want to happen with regards to you trying to break uh, the in-game physics, as it were. Um, but with regards to your manta ray, uh, I want you to make a roll. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me take a look at your character sheet really quick. Yeah, so you're going to make a computer roll. Uh, you're going to roll with a black die because this uh, this manta ray doesn't represent like your full like the full force of your consciousness, which was the point of sending this manta ray out, right? Um, yes. So we're gonna do a black die because you're also trying to uh, do stuff as Zed um, separately. I think you're like dividing your processing power if that makes sense. Uh, so you get a black die because of that, and this is going to be. I'm going to say it's just going to be average. Uh, so you're going to roll two purples. Okay, three green, two purple, yeah, did you, uh, one black. Yeah, did you want to uh, spend any story points here? Thinking about it. And this is just for the manta ray, not for my own, like, jumping over the wall. Yeah, antics. yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll spend a story point, And let's say the manta ray kind of... So it kind of, uh, so I, as I explained, there's like kind of like a wireframe look to it. Uh, on the top of it, uh, two of the like panels open up and uh, out pops what can only be described as basically a jet engine. Uh, and it applies a boost and the pink, or, or sorry, the orange light stream trailing behind the manta ray intensifies and it starts going faster, heading directly at the monolith. Okay, yeah, epic. So basically, uh, again, what that means is that one of those green dice becomes a yellow die. Okay, uh, let me change that. Okay, let's see if this works. All right, one failure and one advantage. Uh, so let me tell you what failure looks like uh, before we before you describe what your advantage here is. Uh, so you are trying to uh, fly what's essentially acting as a drone for you, uh, this manta ray uh, up and into the uh, monolith. It's at this point that we start seeing uh, electricity arc from this monolith, uh, mostly striking the waters below, causing the whirlpool to uh, break apart a little bit but ultimately like the waters are getting rougher and suddenly the waters below uh are uh trying to splash up in its own sort of way uh to try to catch your manta ray and we see your manta ray like uh flying around and even through some of these waves um as it gets closer and closer in the monolith and as it's maybe like 
a hundred feet away from the monolith, an arc of lightning finally just uh, reaches out and strikes your manta ray down. Uh, the manta ray goes spiraling toward the uh, whirlpool where it then gets uh, sucked in. Um, I'm going to spend an, a story point uh, in return here to introduce uh, new fiction and to just kind of give you uh, back something. Um, Zed, uh, before I dis describe what the story point is for, uh, with regards to you trying to uh, break the uh, physics of your mind, uh, you just go up and up and up until finally, like, a hundred yards into the air, um, you've hit a separate uh, invisible ceiling at this point. And so now that you're hitting like this intersection of uh, the invisible ceiling and the invisible wall, uh, you're now just kind of like oddly moving left a little bit and sort of like vibrating uh, in your uh, thing. And you begin to fall, uh, actually. And what the story point is, is uh, essentially what's happening here is with the... I know that the manta ray is not like the full consciousness of your character's mind, uh, but something happened when the manta ray was uh, struck with lightning. It was as if your own system was struck with that same electrical spark uh, that reached out and struck down your manta ray. And so what we see here is your motor, uh, your motor functions like freezing up um, and we see a brief like electrical surge as we have this sort of reverse uh, top-down view of, uh, of Zed um, suddenly ragdolling um, off, of, uh, off of the uh, bike and uh, time begins to actually like slow as we have this uh, top-down view of you uh, falling towards the uh, waters below. And so uh, we cut back to Cole Reinhardt, uh, who is uh, currently like examining the door, uh, presumably to get it back open, um, as uh, you had tampered with the control panel to force a lock. You're now uh, trying to, you're now in like the wires and stuff, and you're trying to reverse that. Um, Cole, you hear a shift uh, behind you, and. Uh, Considering that there's nothing else in this room, uh, you glance over your shoulder at the uh, sphere uh, that is floating, and it is now turning a a bright orange. It starts it starts off where it's just like uh, spotted throughout the surface of this uh, sphere, uh, and then uh, this orange like expands until it consumes the entirety of the uh, sphere. Uh, what do you do, Cole? Cole is just completely convinced that he's about to die. And he starts tugging on the door, trying to frantically pull it open. Okay, yeah. Uh, so as you're trying to do that, um, Zed, you find that... You find yourself disembodied, uh, which is an odd thing to say for a Bioroid who uh, can just upload its own mind if it wanted to... Uh, into different bodies and different systems, right? Um, for the first time ever, you finally, like, experience what it means to actually feel disembodied. Like, you've always heard humans talk about it all the time, and certainly within your own databanks, uh, but you've never experienced it yourself. You find yourself uh, in this room. You don't see in the conventional way. 
but uh, who's to say how Byroids really perceive the world anyways. Uh, and instead, you find yourself in a small room uh, that is perhaps just 30, uh, 30 feet in uh, diameter because it is a circular room. Um, and you can feel a separate uh, meat bag presence uh, within the room itself. Um, again, you don't really have eyes on the room. You just have this general like uh, feeling of uh, what's in the room and an idea of what it looks like. Um, now, from a metagame perspective, uh, this is Cole Reinhardt. Um, so uh, this meat bag is trying to uh, tear at your tear at wires uh, wires in the wall and at first um, when this knowledge comes to you uh, Zed it's you you initially initially uh, initially internalizes as just a separate thing right he's tearing out wires from the wall and then very quickly your mind begins to shift um, I don't like to normally tell players how they think um, unless something supernatural or something crazy is happening. Uh, this is one of those scenarios. Your thinking shifts from, oh, this meat bag is tearing wires from the wall, to, oh, this meat bag is tearing wires from me. Uh, what do you do, uh, either of you? Okay. Um, I, so I march over to him, and I, and I attempt to... Like, I don't fully understand what's going on, but it's just an automatic you know, protective instinct of, of myself where I go and kind of pull him away, kind of slap him away from the wall. Okay. I think um, what this actually looks like um, is that uh, that's certainly how you envision it. Um, that's not going to change. Uh, you don't have a physical body in this space. Um, UZ are uh, not actually there, um, but I think that's just how you're perhaps processing it. Um, so what happens is uh, Cole... Um, a a different panel on the wall, perhaps just a foot to your left, uh, Cole, as you're trying to uh, frantically uh, get this door back open, uh, opens up, and a three-fingered claw uh, pops out. Uh, there, it doesn't have like a hamper say where its palm would be. Is in fact just an eye. Uh, so this red eye is now staring at you, Cole, and observing you. And Zed, now you finally like see Cole in his full likeness. And uh, it uh, merely uh, grabs onto your shoulder there and just uh, yanks you away from the uh, wiring there. And uh, I'm not sure, Zed, do you, do you like let him go? Or are you keeping uh, Cole restrained? Cole, like, how what, are you what does... reacting? Uh, so just to get some background, like, like, what does Cole look like? Like, how how old is he? Does he look roughed up? Things like that. Uh, like Cole definitely does look pretty roughed up right now. Um, he's just like a young guy, sort of in his 20s, uh, with shortish black hair. And is he in, like, a hospital gown right now? Yeah, he is in a hospital gown right now. Okay, so so I, oh, sorry, was there something else? No. Okay, uh, so I I I kind of yell out, uh, "Who are you? What are you doing here?" Uh, <laughs> I'm Cole. I'm the owner's son. 
Who are you? So I so I I attempt to look at him closely, which I guess uh, from uh, from what's going on in the room, it looks like the red eye thing just kind of intensifies and gets right up in his face. Uh, uh, okay, and then Zed says, "You're Cole Reinhardt's son." Yes. What what are you doing here? Uh, well. To be honest, I don't really know. I was summoned here, and... To be honest, I think they intend to kill me. Okay. So, with the eye, I sort of look around, and I look back. I attempt to look back at myself, and I guess I realize that I'm just components sticking out of a wall. Uh, and, and I ask, uh, what facility is this? beats me it's some top secret research facility where where are you located well i i don't know if i should tell you 100 percent, but we're somewhere where we're not supposed to be i i slap him again <laughs> ow actually uh cole when you get slapped uh can you make a resilience uh check for me is it's not for what you th might think it is it's not it's not for uh him slapping you around it's for something else um so this is going to be hard so you'll need three purple dice uh when he slaps you uh there is a brief moment where you're taken out of this room uh your vision shifts uh there is just this blinding light um that is in your face and then just like that, it's gone. Uh, can I do something? Sure. Son of Cole, what is your name? Um, I'm Cole. What, what is your name? Cole. You you are Cole, son of Cole, son of Cole Reinhardt. Yeah, yeah he named me after himself, like you do. Okay, so camera cuts back real quick to uh, to Zed in the cron space, and he just kind of rolls his eyes. <laughs> what is your name? My name is not important. What is important is we is you tell me what exactly you're doing here. I already told you. Why are you here if you don't work for my father? So, so at this point, I think I want to do uh, maybe a knowledge check, or I, I, I want to see if there's... So, let's say that uh, um, Zed, he looks around the room, he looks for any sign of what this facility is, he looks for maybe confirmation that it is a Reinhardt facility, or whether... It, like, he wants to know, is this under the um jurisdiction or or the uh, is this under the control of the ministry of intelligence is it like under their power structure or is it just a separate facility entirely uh let's have you make a knowledge uh, society role um and this is just gonna this is gonna be like yeah three green and this is just gonna be average uh check 
Um, and we're going to actually give you a boost die. That's the uh, blue dice um, to kind of okay. represent the fact that you're so tightly... Like, this is something that you would probably know. Okay. Uh, so just three green, one blue. Any negative? Uh, yeah, two purples. One sus. Okay. Okay. Uh, so there are a couple of things that you learn here, and uh, some of this is like beyond uh, the scope of the role that you were initially gunning for, uh, which is really a bonus for you. Uh, so uh, with regards to your question, um, this seems to be uh, an off uh, off the books uh, base. Um, certainly nothing that you have access to, but also why. While we're talking about stuff that your data banks might have access to, you realize that you don't have you don't have access to your normal data banks. Um, it's, it would seem that uh, you are disconnected from uh, your actual like biroid body that's being represented in Cron World that uh, is meditating on the renewed right now. Uh, it would seem that the uh, scope of your existence is this room. Uh, and you have access to, uh, you're, you're starting to realize you have access to different information. Okay. <coughs> uh, so I imagine I see the orb thing, right? Because that's still active and it's yeah. pulsating or whatever. Not only do you see the orb thing that is now gone from like this black uh, sphere um, to orange you look at it and uh, just as uh, there was a moment where you you shifted your thinking from oh he's taking wires from wall um, to he's taking wires from me uh, your thinking shifts to where you look at the orange thing um, and you stop thinking it, thinking of it as a separate thing and you start thinking of it of it as like your main um your main uh robot brain essentially okay uh okay so uh cole what is this what is this room you're in what is this what is this object i i'm sorry i've already told you everything i know i am i slap him again <laughs> Ow! Look, I'm just as lost as you are. Yes, you are. And and you're not supposed to be here. So, if you want me to get you out of this, we need to work together. I need to understand exactly wh why you came to this facility and what you're doing here. I asked who you are uh, just a moment ago, and you never told me. How am I supposed to trust you if I don't even know who you are? Uh, I, so do, do I have any other, so right now I'm an arm and an eyeball sticking out of the wall, basically, right? Yeah, and you're, as far as you are now starting to think, this room is you, so you're more than just that arm and that eyeball. You are okay. that floating orange sphere in the center of the room. You are, uh, the wires that, uh, line this room. Okay. Um, so let's say I grab Cole and I just hold him up against the wall. Um, I, 
okay. I I I press the eyeball kind of like up to his face, and I'm like, Cole, pe- people are coming for you right now, uh, and if you don't work with me, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. I I'm trying to work with you. This is a kind of like social combat, right? Or does that apply? Uh, it only applies. And it would only apply if you guys truly had opposing, like, uh, viewpoints here. Um, but that depends on Cole. So Cole says he's trying to work with you. Cole, like, what's your actual motivation here? Uh, what's racing through Cole's mind right now? Cole just wants to leave. And uh, I think in sort of this heated moment, he will blurt out, like, Okay, look, we are near the South Pole. This is a research facility that is not supposed to be here. Okay. Uh, I want to point out, uh, Zed, as uh, you're processing this uh, information, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't posit your, your, your new body, as it were, um, as being close to the South Pole. Uh, in fact, um, as far as uh, these new databanks are t- telling you, uh, you're located under the uh, waters, uh, just uh, 50 miles north of uh, the city of Stepping Stone. Uh, okay. Cole, I, I need you to tell me exactly what you just did in this room. I need you to walk me through it step by step. Well, I got chased in here by a robot. I shut the door on his arm. I found this weird thing in the center of the room, and I poked a few buttons. Okay. I imagine I I glance over at the arm on on the ground in the room, and I... uh, I, I, It makes me feel even even it makes me have even lower of an opinion of Cole than I I had previously look it wasn't his fault okay you should be mad at Kirby not me <laughs> Cole why did you come here I was summoned here by my father summoned to this room to this facility to this facility and what are you doing in this room hiding mostly hiding from people who work for your father yes he mentioned and why would you be doing that i thought you you came here to see your father he mentioned something about my sister and i i think he wants to do something with me in my head. I, I don't quite know. But whatever he's doing, I haven't been privy to it for the last couple of years, and it scares me. What has he been doing to you? He tried to lock me up in a hospital room and do some sort of operation on me. 
Uh, Cole, would you kindly make the same roll that you just made, except with two purple dice? All right, yeah, all the uh, dice have canceled out. Uh, so there's a moment where you're trying to explain yourself, but someone's talking over you. Yet, you can't make out the words that are being said. It doesn't seem to be coming from uh, Zed here, who is now embodying this room. Uh, it seems to be from somewhere else, and then tapers off. The only impression that you're left was that it was two uh, distinctly different voices. You just couldn't make out what they were saying. Uh, but yeah, please go on. And this is happening while you're like explaining what's what your father's doing in the hospital and stuff. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what what was the question again? What what kind of what has your father been doing to you? What changes have you noticed? What what, what has actually been happening here? Uh, he hasn't been able to get to me. He's been trying to force feed me medication, but I haven't been taking it. I, so, I guess to answer your question, I don't know what he's trying to do. I'm just scared of it. Okay. Uh, regarding the voices he just heard, I'm wondering if they... So, if they... Can't, and I, I'd be willing to spend maybe a story point to see if I could get this to work. But, but I imagine those voices weren't physically in the room, right? Those were in his mind? Yes. So, uh, so if this doesn't work, Zed would not know about those no those uh, voices at all. But like, I wonder if he might detect like radio waves or something like that within the room, um, and by, might be able to make out what was just going on in his head. You definitely would at least detect that uh, Cole spaced out when that happened. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so, I w mm, so what I want you to do, uh, so I, I will like ask for a story point spend here. And in addition, what I want you to do is uh, make a perception check uh, for me. Okay. Uh, uh, and so because you're spending a story point, um, your perception check is going to be a little better. Uh, that is to say, let's see, uh, perception is tied to your cunning. Your cunning is three. Uh, so mm -hmm. instead of three green dice, because you spent a story point, you're going to be rolling a yellow and two greens. Um, and I want you to uh, roll that against, uh, mm, let's say, two purple. Perfect result. A <laughs> very perfect result. <laughs> Uh, so uh, there, there is like an underlying baseline of information that I'm about to give you right now. Uh, the role was just going to enlighten you further had you been successful. Uh, so the thing that you learn, uh, even though your results uh, have all, all canceled out, all the symbols have canceled out, uh, and so you failed the role, um, is that uh, there is a moment there where your... Uh, sensory information that's feeding into you which again is just confined to this room um, tells you that suddenly there's no meat bag here there's no Cole Reinhardt and it is for a fraction of an instance that that happens um, so that said you don't have any other information uh, that was information that you could have potentially have gotten had you been more successful but yeah as is that is all you have to work with 
that there's no Cole Reinhardt in, in this room. Just just for a moment, like he it's like he blinked out from the room for like less than a second. As if I saw the room, but without him in it. Yes. Okay. You still haven't told okay. me who you are. I I don't think I have to tell you who I am. I mean, it's common decency. I, I told you all the stuff about me. It's only polite. Common decency isn't breaking into a secure facility that you are not allowed to have access to. Well, there's a difference between being decent and having a survival instinct. I didn't ask to be here. Who is after you right now? My father. You know, I, I don't particularly appreciate being interviewed like this without knowing the reason why. So can I uh, see into any of the neighboring hallways or anything like that? Once you go ahead and make a... Uh, computers check for me, please, uh, Zed. Okay. And uh, this will be average in difficulty, so you're just going to be rolling two purple dice. Okay. Uh, let me just double check. And uh, I'm going to be spending a story point uh, to make your roll harder, actually. I have an idea here uh, that I will share, perhaps, uh, depending on how the roll goes. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, so what that means is instead of two purple dice, you are now going to roll one purple, one red. Okay, so so far three green, one purple, one red. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see. I just want to think if I want to spend any story points here. Well, you now have two. You can only spend one if you're going to. Okay. I, I don't really have a good, like, in fiction reason. I just kind of wanted to look into the, another room. So I'll just go <laughs> roll it as is. Okay. Two successes. Hey! Yeah. Wow, look at that. Uh, so I think we have exterior shots of completely alien uh, hallways that are certainly not of human or biroid design. Um, and so while you're, like... Like partitioning your consciousness, as it were, and sending it out to like explore uh, the adjacent like hallways and rooms. Uh, we have like intercut here uh, several sh uh, different shots. We have a shot of like a long uh, hexagonal like hallway uh, where the lights flicker on as you are quote unquote uh, moving through it. Uh, we have um, other uh, rooms that just seems to come uh, come to life with uh, different computer systems and mounts and even chairs uh, for a staff. Um, if Cole was able to actually witness this uh, himself, which, to be clear, he's not, uh, he, Cole, you, you would not recognize this as the hospital-slash-secret base that you have been kept in. Um, it's a completely different place. Um, and so, Zed, uh, you managed to uh, track, and not only track, but uh, identify from your new uh, databanks right now, 
um, several uh, rooms. Uh, you identify a bridge where uh, you can, um, where someone can pilot uh, the ship, and now you're starting to realize that you are a ship. Uh, you're starting. Uh, you identify yourself as a engineering room. Um, you identify like a communication uh, room, uh, and uh, finally you uh, identify what used to be a main uh, gallery uh, where people would uh, eat your people. Uh, let me rephrase because I was about to phrase that uh, differently. Uh, where people would sit down and eat uh, the mestex, as it were. Okay, and that's just what you learn on a cursory check. Well, that's interesting. Uh, how many? What seems to be the population of this ship? Uh, you're finding that uh, information. Uh, trying to track that in your database right now. Um, you're not pulling any sort of uh, information with regards to that. Uh, it's. It would seem that like your. You can sense that there are other systems and subsystems, uh, but they're not under your purview. Um, and actually, I, I do want to like retcon here when I say engineering room. I want to say like uh, a navigation room, as it were, uh, like okay. a like a secondary point uh, where pilots would perhaps pilot the ship if um, if the bridge were to like actually go down. And they were unable okay. to pilot from there. So you're you're like a secondary like navigation room. Uh, so uh, that's my little wreck on there. But um, yeah, the so I mm. I don't. It's not like I have the controls of the full ship, or or rather, I have uh, correct. I, uh, like you, I only have access to the secondary room. Right. Like you can see that system. It's just not under your purview. Um, the as you're like combing your own databanks, what you do realize uh, that you have and what your thinking suddenly shifts to, oh, I've always had this information, is uh, you have uh, several things. Um, one, you are uh, currently not emitting uh, a signal uh, as uh, that protocol has been uh, disengaged. Uh, you seem to have access to uh, a map of the star system. Uh, and so we actually see Janus, which is currently like um, orbiting this giant gas planet. Because if you recall, uh, Janus is this moon uh, that is Earth-sized, but uh, basically orbits a gas planet that is marginally bigger than Jupiter. Uh, you see several points of uh, interests that are being pointed out on Janus. You also see uh, the star system in its entirety, uh, which has a couple of gas giants, uh, asteroid belt, a couple of uh, planets. Um, and zooming out from there, you also see uh, a, another planetary, planetary body that is uh, zooming toward the solar system, but is not part of the star system. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's basically the information that you really have access to um all the nice nifty stuff uh that you would need to know uh with regards to piloting the ship uh which also includes uh the status of like engineering and uh the engines and stuff okay um i want to make sure i'm uploading this uh so uh, like to the extent that this might work i want to upload the information I'm finding into my own consciousness. 
Okay, uh, this is going to be an incredibly difficult check um, because of the nature of your Zach uh, predicament that you're finding yourself in, Zed. Um, you are this room. Uh, the body that you know as Zed is now a completely different host body uh, that we briefly cut back to is still falling through the air um crashing toward the waters there and still like short-circuited um and so for that reason uh you're looking at rolling against four different uh four purple dice uh with your for a computer's check you know what let's just let's just do it real quick yeah because i i have to at least see what happens Oh, uh, actually, really quick, I'm going to spend my last uh, story point to make that harder for you. So you're going to roll three purple and one red. Okay. Okay. Uh, so three green, three purple, one red. Three. Okay. All right. Uh, three failures. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you're finding that uh, not only do you not have... Uh, access to whatever link is allowing you to inhabit this uh this ship uh we'll call it what it is now um the ship zed uh but uh you're you're finding that the um systems that you were perusing as you were like exploring outside of this room to get like a status check um is starting to have like a cascading uh failure um if you can imagine uh, that you your consciousness had uh, grown to fill the whole uh, length and width of the ship, um, and in doing so, uh, started activating the multiple systems uh, as you were checking, um, we now see uh, throughout the ships that that uh, that Mestex, the, that bridge, that communication uh, array room, um, those systems are starting to shut down in a cascading effect. You estimate uh, that uh, the systems will shut down um, within a minute. Uh, and that this engineering, uh, that this p navigation room that you are, um, might be affected by this cascading effect. Uh, and so suddenly you find yourself with less than a minute uh, to spend with this Cole Reinhardt. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Cole, I. Sorry, I, I just want to take a sec and think sure. this through. It's a lot of information. Please cut this out. Uh, so do we have a spaceship now? For, maybe. for one it? minute? Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. one minute, we yeah. have a spaceship. Uh, actually, uh, Zeb, while you're thinking about that, Cole, um, the ship, so, this this room, because you, Cole, you don't know this is a ship. Uh, is starting to vibrate uh, for you. Um, like the panels and walls are starting to shake. Uh, the ground itself is uh, shaking. Um, and you can feel the reverberation uh, against your back because I think you're still being held up against like the wall uh, here, right? Um, okay, so I, I think I have my action. Oh, so... one, one sec. I do want yeah. Cole to do, oh, yeah. do a thing. Go for it. Uh, so, Cole, uh, please make that same roll that you made uh, earlier, uh, except with one purple. Three successes and a threat. 
All right, uh, Cole, um, the reverberation against your back, um, this vision of this engineering room, the claw with its uh, eye and uh, hand um, disappears. And uh, you find yourself in, uh, you find yourself floating uh, in this sort of uh, murky uh, green liquid that's in this vat. Um, there are wires and tubes and uh, lights um, that are just kind of blinding you for a moment. And uh, you're looking out into this sort of uh, dark room where there, where the only light sources seem to be just a few like uh, monitors. And uh, you, s you don't quite make them out. You see their silhouettes but you recognize the voices, however briefly, with your murky mind. You can hear doc, uh, Dr. Uh, Irving, uh, who was your uh, family doctor all these years and who escorted you here, uh, in a deep argument uh, with Dr. Calhoun, uh, who is uh, reprimanding uh, Irving. Irving seems to want you out, uh, judging from the snippets of conversations that you're having. Calhoun seems to uh, be staying the party line. She seems to uh, say, hey, I'm, I'm just following orders here. This is what uh, his father wanted. He wanted to accelerate the process. And uh, Dr. Irving is say saying right now, well, we have to pull him out. His body can't take the simulations anymore. And he's clearly gone off grid. You need to shut it down. And then suddenly uh, you snap back and you find yourself... Uh, back into this uh, engineering room, which is still vibrating around you. Um, and uh, before we jump back to Zed and what he wanted to do, uh, Cole, uh, any reaction to that? Well, I mean, what seems appropriate? It's only the third time that I think I'm going to die, and apparently I'm also hallucinating. <laughs> All right, uh, Zed, what did you want to do? So is Cole still there in the room? Uh, yeah, Cole disappeared for like an entire second this time around, where previous, uh, previously he disappeared for a fraction of a second. Uh, this time you actually clocked it um, at being exactly a second. Okay. But he's back in uh, the room. Okay, so I release my grip on Cole, and, and I say, uh, Cole, my name is Fred. I'm an AI that was captured and kidnapped and held prisoner here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't trust you immediately. I, I've been here quite a while, but we need to work together to get out of the situation. Uh, what I need you to do is walk up to that orb in the room and just walk through it. Yeah, sure. It's all fake anyway. I'll do whatever. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Cole, uh, the claw uh, lets go of you. Um, you find yourself uh, kind of have a shaky walk over to uh, the uh, sphere. You're not quite sure if it's like your own legs giving out from the situation or if the uh, room is rocking that much, uh, which... Uh, for our viewers, is the ladder. The room is currently uh, shaking a lot right now. Um, and as the lights begin to flicker, 
Um, you, uh, I like to imagine that the sphere is uh, just like a couple feet uh, above the ground. So you step onto the platform that's like projecting this up and you reach out and touch that uh, orange sphere, which is slowly losing its own color and going back to that murky uh, black that you first arrived with. Uh, and yeah, suddenly the room disappears for you. As we'll talk about where you go here in a second, uh, Zed, the systems here are uh, starting to shut down again. Um, and you're finding that uh, your thinking is shifting back to, oh, this isn't me, this is a separate room. Uh, and you figure that you have uh, time to do, well, one thing if you want to. Uh, what would you like to, to attempt to do? It's becoming very clear that you're not going to have access to this room here uh, very shortly. Oh, okay. So do I have any sense of what... So I, I had the feeling that essentially I was being shut out of, of the system. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, before that happens, I basically want to attempt to... I want to see what sort of control I can actually physically do here. So I want to attempt to fire the engines. I want to raise alarms. I want to turn on all the coffee makers in the ship. I just want to like <laughs> set everything to go. Just flip all the switches. Okay. Uh, once you go ahead and make a hard uh, computer check. Uh, so hard means three dice. Okay. Uh, we have... Uh, would you like to spend a story point? I do. could just hit a button that opens all the internal doors and the escape pods that would be really nice <laughs> um zed uh so don't forget well, sure. yeah, yeah when those green dice becomes a yellow yes uh okay so two green one yellow uh so cole has already kind of like touched the thing so i don't know if he's still aware of what's going on the in the room but let's say for the scene in the room, like, that door opens as well. Just kind of everything opens up. You want all the doors to open up? Yeah, because I just, I try to fire every system on the ship that I can. Well, I guess that depends on this role. Right. So, yeah. maybe we, we, we can see. Uh, okay, so, let's see. Two green, one yellow, uh, three purple. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, whew, one success, one threat. Uh, so let's talk about what success is before we talk about what that threat was. Um, so, uh, actually, uh, yeah, you rolled one success. Uh, you can fire off one system. Uh, what system do you fire off? Uh, this could be like the engines. This could be like, uh, like weaponry. Um, or like, what do you fire off? Uh, let's fire off the engines. And I, I don't know exactly where the ship is or yeah. what. Like, I, I believe it's on the ground, maybe. But I'm just going to fire off the engines just to see what happens. Okay. 
Uh, so we have, uh, as your consciousness is being uh, pulled away, Zed, from this room, we have an exterior shot um, underneath uh, the uh, magenta waters of Janus, um, several leagues below and wedged uh, in this uh, small valley. Um, we have this exterior shot of a alien spacecraft. Uh, it is um, more long than it is wide in its design. It is uh, very pointy in its design. A lot of sharp edges there uh, and is uh, painted a very stark, um, uh, let's say, uh, crimson red uh, for the most part. Um, and we have a shot where we see the uh, rear engines. Um, this ship, for all it's worth, uh, doesn't look uh, overly damaged. The damage that we do see as we pan across this ship looks superficial. And when we reach those uh, engines, which are like the, this huge like tri-engine or tri-thruster setup, um, we see uh, the engines... Uh, lighting up causing the water around it to uh, boil and this uh, ship uh, for what is probably just 20 seconds moves uh, through the uh, valley um, and starts rocketing uh, toward the surface of the water and before it actually breaks uh, through the water because it's moving that fast um, it the engines cut out and its momentum uh, causes the tip of the uh, ship to breach the water before it begins to sink again it doesn't sink into the same spot obviously uh and like from a metagame perspective uh instead of being 50 miles north of stepping stone it is now 40 miles north of stepping stone uh in the uh dark waters of janus um and so we cut back to crom world uh where uh zed um you finally like reclaim your body uh motor functions are back and you are 100 feet from crashing into the water your uh bike is uh flying uh just like just out of arm's reach away from you uh in the air and it's dropping faster than you are and also uh there is another nav droid there uh cole you find yourself uh basically falling in the air right now you see a biroid um an old nav unit uh, from the old days uh if you want to kind of like picture like the irobot uh robots uh that's what an old-fashioned nav unit looks like uh and that is zed uh and uh you are you all three of you are uh well the two of you and this bike are crashing toward the waters uh what do you, either of you do Uh, okay. Uh, so let's say, uh, I, so I activate essentially like, uh, like a float, like a flotation vest just poofs out. It's like a digital thing. It's clearly like a construct of the Kron world. Uh, uh but, uh, of course I'd have water safety equipment because it's all water here. So that pops up, uh, and I... I land on the water relatively safety due to, uh, relatively safely due to it. Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't provide such an apparatus for Cole. Okay, uh, Cole, what would you like to do? Uh, you you basically see Zed uh, 
inflates a digital uh, vest. Um, what are you doing? I do want to see say that from your point of view, uh, at some point you catch a glimpse of your own uh, hands, and it's definitely a hand of a biroid. Uh, well, I have knowledge of computers. Uh, maybe I know that I'm in a virtual world, and I know that what I'm feeling is an actual pain. Sure. Um, I would say, like, if you want to, like, you, you could probably just generate on the fly what you want um, to ease your suffering here. Okay. Um, then I'll just copy Zen. Like, okay. Yeah, sure. The two of you crash uh, through the water um, and a moment later uh, pop back out uh, with your flotation devices uh, in hand. Um, and uh, the uh, bike uh, actually doesn't like break the water. Um, instead, just very casually hits the water, but not with any real weight. It just causes some minor ripples, but is otherwise fine. Uh, and before we bring the session to a close, uh, we cut over to uh, that uh, vat that your actual body is in, uh, Cole. Uh, we can hear alarms. Uh, we are um, initially tight in on your face uh, where you're uh, currently knocked out. Uh, but your eyes are open and your eyes are actually rolling to the back of your head and we are slowly zooming out from your face and capturing the chaos in this sort of dark uh, control room. Uh, we see Dr. Uh, Calhoun and Dr. Irving um, frantically trying to uh, work the controls and we don't hear them but we see them yelling at people off screen um, obviously calling for like emergency assistance and we see uh, Irving uh, shove aside uh, Calhoun as he smashes the uh, this big red button uh, that causes your uh, vat to uh, immediately uh, empty out of uh, the liquid that's been keeping you afloat and he rushes over to your body and that's uh, where we're going to end today's session who needs a body anyway Ha <laughs> ha